Hello, everybody, and welcome. Mistress Rage here, episode 10 of Dungeon Cast. We're talking about mummification. So what is it? Well, think about Egyptian mummies. So think about how they're all wrapped up. It's not very different from that, except you're alive, hopefully. <laughs> so people like it because it's a form of bondage, and it's often one that's immobilizing. So, you know, with regular bondage cuffs and things like that, you can usually move some part of your body. But with mummification, you can become immobilized, so nothing can move. Obviously, if your head's not wrapped, you know, you might be able to turn your head. So the degree to which you're wrapped and immobilized is really up to you and your play partner. And people like it for the immobilization by itself, but some people also like the feeling of encasement. So it's kind of like feeling cocooned. And I've even met people who said they feel safe in a way when they're wrapped up like that. I've also known a good number of people who said that total immobilization forces them to relax. They usually have busy and stressful lives. And when you've got no choice but to relax, it makes it easy to do that in kind of a guilt-free way, which I think is a, a very unique perspective on why people do that. Now, mummification can be done with a lot of things. So one of the most common that I've seen used is plastic wrap, like saran wrap. It's got all different kinds of colors. It's really cheap. It's readily available. It's It hides in plain sight. But I've also used and seen other people use things like ace bandages, bondage tape, duct tape, casting stuff like plaster casting wraps, just be careful. It's a little hard to cut off sometimes. So like, make sure you have all the right materials for that if you use it. I have seen people wrapped in coils of rope um, and then all kinds of different cloths. So strips of cotton, strips of printed fabric, all kinds of different stuff. And, you know, by all means, that's not the only stuff you can use. You know, be creative. And if you come up with something you think is really cool, definitely let me know. So there... <sighs> There's some safety considerations to think about with mummification. I mean, the same with all BDSM, right? And the thing that kind of brought this to my attention, and I thought, man, I really need to talk about this, is that I saw a video online, and a mistress was mummifying a submissive as part of some show, which, if you're going to do a fetish show, that's like the most boring thing you can do. You know, walking around and around and around. You know, it's not really that exciting to watch. It's more exciting to do. And what I noticed is that the person that was being wrapped was standing on the ground. There was no support around them. Their pants were around their ankles. And then their top half was being mummified first, moving down to the feet. Now, the problem with this is that if you're freestanding in the middle of a room and you have your pants around your ankles and your hands are already mummified at your sides, what happens if you lose balance? You can't reach out with your hands to catch yourself. Your legs are inside your pants, so you can't just really, you know, step with your legs apart to catch your balance. You might go down and you'll probably go down pretty hard. You might not hurt yourself. You might, but it's something that you probably want to avoid. And uh, 
this mistress was wrapping the person kind of hard. So just the act of wrapping somebody can throw them off balance, especially when they can't adjust themselves. So there's some safety considerations with that. There's also safety considerations with regard to what you're wrapping with and how you're doing that wrapping. Okay, so let's start with the safety of wrapping itself. Okay, I mentioned earlier that ACE bandages can be used to mummify somebody, but a consideration that you have to make is they're stretchy, right? And an ACE bandage is always trying to compress. That's why we use it for sprained ankles and things like that. So you have to be careful when you wrap somebody with that tape or you're being wrapped with, you know, the ACE bandage that the compression is something that's considered because one thing to know is that every layer of wrapping you put on can, can add to the compression. So if you have something that's already trying to compress itself and then you're compressing through multiple layers, you might find that you've got somebody wrapped too tight and they can't breathe. And it's important to be able to get somebody out of that situation very quickly. Also, if you're using, you know, strips of latex and stuff like that, please make sure the person does not have an allergy to latex. You don't want to be completely encased in it before you find out. So this is why one of the things that I recommend in every dungeon, whether you're doing mummification or not, is a pair of safety shears. EMTs use these and it's got the spooned end so that you can, it's shaped in such a way that you can get it between a person's clothing and skin and make the cut without breaking their skin, like with a regular sharp pair of scissors. So make sure if you're going to do mummification, you have that and make sure it will cut through whatever it is you're using. They are absolutely no good if they can't cut through, say, a rope that you're using on a person. So keep those safety shears handy. Watch for the ACE bandages because of the compression. Watch how you layer whatever you're using. Because again, like I said, the more layers you add, the more compression you can have. Now, some compression is probably welcome for most people, but you can reach a point of compression where you're cutting off circulation in limbs. You are making it hard to breathe. You're putting pressure on parts of the body that are just unpleasant. And, you know, some people can really have a reaction to that, almost like a claustrophobic reaction. So be careful on how you do that. You want your slaves to breathe. You want them to be okay. And you want to be able to cut them out of it if there's a bad situation. So another thing is that I've noticed a lot of people will wrap around and around and around. They'll go top to bottom or bottom to top. And this includes the torso area. Well, if you consider the compression issue, when you put a certain amount of layers around the torso, you're, you're really compressing that. You know, depending on how much compression you have there, that can be kind of a, a bad thing. It can make it hard for some people to breathe. So if you're not going to put many layers on or you're not going to wrap it very tight, there's probably not too much to worry about, but it's a little safer to do an X. So 
instead of doing it horizontally around the torso, crisscross it so it's shaped like an X. And then put, you know, maybe a finishing layer or two horizontally around the body. Then <laughs> the discomfort issue. Okay, discomfort, some of it is good to a point, but then there's a level of discomfort where, you know, it's like a masochist is no longer getting off on this. And so one of the things that I found through experience, through experience is that it's better to not have skin to skin contact. And so what I mean by that, and I learned this down in Louisiana where it gets really, really hot. A lot of you know that I lived in New Orleans for a long time. And even with the air conditioner on, you know, you could still feel that heat. So what happens if you're using something like saran wrap, right? It's not breathable and it doesn't absorb anything. So that area where your legs touch together or where your arm is pinned up against your body is likely to start sweating when you're wrapped up in plastic wrap. So if you've ever been somewhere and had a sweaty butt crack or uh, sweat dripping off your balls, you might understand how totally uncomfortable that is. That can also increase the risk of itching. So, you know, if you're into that kind of thing, hey, hey, you know how to do it now. But most masochists I find are not really turned on by that kind of thing. So this is just something you wanna consider. So a lot of times it's better to, for example, wrap each leg separately and then over the top of that, wrap them together. And that way the inner thighs aren't touching and you know things like that. Obviously you can't do this with every part of the body, but you can minimize that kind of ickiness and discomfort. Now, another part of safety is the position that a person is in when we wrap them. I just talked about how this person was standing there upright. They had no supports around them. They weren't leaning on anything. They weren't being mummified to anything. Their pants are around their ankles, so they can't move their feet to catch balance. Their arms are pinned at their sides. They can't use their arms to catch themselves. I think you can use a little imagination and see how this could go terribly wrong. So uh, one of the things that you're, wanna, you're gonna wanna do is consider this. If you're going to do the top first, then what you might wanna do is put somebody in a sitting position so that at the worst, if they get all like off balance, and look, sometimes people really just do that. They just kind of get off balance for some weird reason. All they're doing is leaning over into the floor. Moreover, it's easy for you to catch them. For those of you who have never had to catch a dropping human body, I promise you it is not nearly as easy to deal with as you think it is. And this comes from experience. I'll talk about that in a later podcast. So sit them down on anything, you know, the ground, bondage table, something safe. So, you know, that they're not going to fall off of and, you know, fall to the floor 10 feet down. You see what I'm saying? Sitting on the ground is great. Um, bean bag, big flat area, anything where they can allow themselves to go over and fall on their side if something happens. And, and remember, sometimes people pass out, you know what I mean? So you're gonna wanna consider that. I like to do the top first, and then what I can do is, when I'm done with the top, I can lay them on their back and then have them lift their legs and stuff like that. I can also have them kneel and do from 
like the the butt to the top and then sit them on their ass and finish off with the legs. If you want to have somebody standing for mummification, and that's my preferred position because of the things that I like to do to people. I don't want to get down on the floor. Um, so what I would do is I had a, a big cross and mine, one, one of my crosses, I had several, was shaped like a capital letter T. So I could use the post. And what I would do is I would attach them securely to the post so that if they lost balance or passed out, the post had them. It kept them there. They didn't go to the ground. And then what I would do is mummify them from the ground up. And the reason I did this because the attachment points were the arms. So I could have the arms cuffed to something to stabilize them. So if they felt dizzy or, or whatever, you know, the cuffs aren't letting you drop. They're not really letting you go anywhere. And then I would start at the feet and work my way up. And when I'm mummifying them to the post, once I get to about waist high, it's they're going to be held there. Even if they pass out, the most that's going to happen is they're going to bend at the waist. They're not going anywhere. So at that point, I could remove any cuffs and then I could finish mummifying them with their hands to their side. And then I could cut away pieces of the wrapping for nipple clamps, electroplay, CBT, you know, whatever it is that you feel like doing. So if you're not going to connect them to something, then you have to make sure that they're stable. They're on the floor. They're on the bed. The bed is a great place. But remember, make sure, uh, you know, to be mindful about the pillows and blankets because you don't want somebody to suffocate because they can't get their head or face out of a pillow and they can't breathe enough. So, you know, be careful of things like that. The big, the big problem here is falling. I mean, just imagine, right? Imagine you're standing up and you can't use your arms and feet and you fall to the ground. If you fall forward, you're probably going to fuck your head up. If you fall backwards, probably going to fuck your head up. You know, not, not really fun. So I was really disturbed to see this in this video because this was a, you know, so-called dominatrix that knew what the fuck she was doing. She was doing it in front of people. Just, just really, really bad stuff. Okay. Uh, another thing that you can do when you've got somebody on the ground is to put a pillow under their head. I have had clients who, especially heavy, heavier clients, that when they lay on their back, their head is tilting too far backward and it makes them feel nauseous or weird, or gives them a headache. And so uh, a little pillow can be helpful for that. The same goes for people who, um, like sometimes a bad back will not be good for you laying completely flat on the floor. And I find that a well-placed pillow under the knees can often, it can just take pressure off of certain points. And depending, you know, if you have health problems, you can always tuck a pillow in between your knees before you're mummified as well. That is good for some people. So if you're just getting into this and you're finding that, you know, it's just kind of an uncomfortable position to be in, then you might want to try the pillow trick or a rolled up towel if you don't have the right size pillow. And I have seen this way too many times, not just in, not just in mummification, but in, in a lot of different things, bondage particularly, is when a submissive is left alone. 
do not wrap somebody up and then leave them alone. You know, if they're having a problem, they can't get out. They can't, you know, especially if you've got a gag in their mouth, they can't call for help. Don't leave your partner alone, period. And uh, this happened in New York City once with a guy that was in bondage. And for privacy, I won't, you know, go into too many details, but the guy almost died. And uh, you can imagine the field day media and conservative people have with that kind of thing. So, you know, you probably don't want to be in your town's newspaper, right? Now, um, another thing to consider is that, and this is especially true if it's hot or if you're using some kind of plastic wrap or non-breathable material, a person can become overheated or dehydrated. So make sure that you're in communication with them and that you have a bottle like with a straw in it where you can give them some water and then they're in a position where they can swallow it and not choke on it. So be very careful with that. Have some of that aside and look, that's just good to do with any BDSM session. Some people get so worked up that their body overheats and they can pass out. They can, you know, just dehydrate, it, all kinds of stuff. So just, you know, keep some water, juice, tea, you know, something like that on hand. And this is especially true when you're wrapped up in saran wrap, it is warm out, you're sweating your ass off, that's a good time for water. So stay in communication about that. Another thing to consider is wrapping the head and neck. Now I don't, well, I hope I don't need to tell you that you need to not restrict a person's breathing, especially if you're new to this. So a couple of things. One, remember I said earlier, constriction gets heavier the more layers you put on. You've got to be really careful about the neck area. I would go so far as to say, for safety reasons, don't do the neck. This is especially true if you're mildly to moderately experienced. Something you can do, however, is to use a, uh, like a posture collar. So it's a big, it's almost like when you get whiplash, <laughs> those, those big collars they put on, you can't turn your head side to side, except these are hot because they're made of leather. So something like that allows you to wrap the body and then move up to the head with the same roll of saran wrap, which I don't like to do regardless, just because just of the danger of it. But it will restrict the movement of the head without you worrying about constricting the air, hitting the throat to where they can't breathe, you know, putting pressure in places that you shouldn't. And then I wrap the head usually completely separate from the body. Now, if you're really, really experienced with this, you already know that the neck area needs to be a little loose just in case. When you're doing the head, you have to remember, and, and I saw this done. So the girl said, well, I'm just going to leave air holes for the nose and I'll stick a couple straws in there. So they go through the holes in the saran wrap and they go into the person's nose. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's what we're not going to do while I'm standing here. When people get worked up, they sometimes can't take in enough oxygen through their nose. You see what I'm saying? And they have to breathe through their mouth. If you're a person that exercises, you probably understand this already. So covering the mouth and only leaving the nose open for an extended period of time is not good. 
Now, if you're going to do it real quick to take a picture, all right, cool. That's that's a little bit different. You know, art is art, and then you take the stuff off immediately. Uh, I also had a problem with her putting the little straws in the nose because one, the edge of a straw is not beveled. It's sharp. It can cut the skin in the nose. This is not a good thing. You don't want somebody all mummified and start bleeding in their nose, especially if that's the only place they can breathe from. You don't want something to happen and, then, <laughs> and that straw to go up their nose. I don't know how likely that is to happen, but do you really want to be the one to find out? Probably not. So if you want to do some kind of whole head wrapping, it's better to cover the nose and leave the mouth open. Personally, it's better to leave breathing for both. You know, just in case something happens with the mouth or you want to use a gag or something like that. It's better to have both. It's safer to have both. It is better, I found, well, more comfortable if when you're going to do mummification on somebody's head, if you put like a blindfold over their eyes or something like that. You don't, again, remember compression, more layers, more compression. So you don't want to put that kind of compression on somebody's eyeballs. You don't want to overly compress the head, like the temples and forehead. All of this can cause headaches and headache equals no fun. In all of my years, having been a dominatrix, I've never known anybody that got off on a headache. So extra attention needs to be paid to the throat and head area. And I'm going to go so far as to say, if you don't have a lot of experience with this, don't do the head and neck. What you can do instead, like I said, is the posture collar. You can use a hood and they have hoods that are very restrictive. So you can't see out of them. All you can do is breathe out of them. They may even cover the ears so you can't hear. There's, there's all kinds of different cool hoods and there's, there's nothing wrong with doing it that way. Don't think that it makes you less of a, what do we call it? A mummifier. <laughs> it doesn't make you less because you choose not to do that for safety reasons or because you know your experience is limited. That's actually very responsible and using hoods still plays into the mummification factor. So you're not really losing anything by it. Now, if you are totally inexperienced with this and you're like, I'm not really comfortable wrapping somebody up like that for whatever reason, you can use devices like bondage bags. And a bondage bag is exactly what it sounds like. It's like a body bag and you put a person in it. Mine has straps on the inside so I can lock your arms and feet into place. Then it zips up from the feet to the neck it buckles around the neck. Don't go too tight. I don't need to tell you why. At least I hope I don't need to tell you why. And then there's buckles on it. So after I zip up this leather bondage bag, then I can buckle it. So I can make it loose, you know, for somebody who wants to try it and is worried about being claustrophobic or, I don't know, it's just a little comfortable with it being loose. And then I can buckle it down, you know, pretty firm so that you can really, really feel those feelings of compression. You can really feel that uh, kind of cocoon feeling. And the one that I use goes up to the neck, but I think I've seen one that goes all the way over the head as a, as a one piece kind of deal. Um, you can also use a mask and a posture collar for that. 
So there's all these different ways that you can go about it. And if you're inexperienced, a bondage bag is a really good way to start. Or if you're, you know, afraid of something happening, a bondage bag allows you to get somebody out of it really, really quick. And that's always a good thing. So it's, I, I've noticed that new people think mummification is pretty simple, right? We're just going to wrap this dude in saran wrap and be done with it. And it's all good. But you see, there's all these other layers of it to understand. So take all of this stuff into consideration when you're thinking about doing mummification. Be safe, but be creative. You know, um, for for Christmas, I've wrapped people up in red and green plastic wrap and things like that. You can use pink and they got all, the, all kinds of different colors. If you do a lot of mummification, saran wrap can get a little pricey, as can having 89 rolls of saran wrap laying around. So if you go to a professional moving company like U-Haul or somewhere like that, you can often get a really big roll of saran wrap and it comes with a handle. And let me tell you, it makes it so much faster and easier to wrap somebody. So now you know more, more about mummification. Don't let your people fall. Don't let somebody put you in a bad position. And look, if you're being wrapped up, you know, we can't feel what you're feeling. What is super tight to you is not to another person. So if you're feeling uncomfortable, or you're feeling like you're having trouble breathing, let the person you're playing with know so they can get you out of it, they can loosen it, they can adjust what's going on. It is okay to speak up. So now you know it's a little more complicated than, than when you first you know, found out about it. Now you know more about it. Now you can move forward and do safe mummification and play better. Safe play is happy play. No one wants to have to explain to the ER why the fuck they're really there. <laughs> okay, everybody, this has been a lot of fun today. I hope you learned something. I hope this helps. And I will talk to you next time. Have a good one. As always, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Mistress Rage or at my website, mistressrage.com. This podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are listened to.